0: You are listening to you are your auntie's favorite the DJ, DJ Tracy-tree. the Tree. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is going on my name is dj Treacy treese and you are listening to episode seven of what the pod welcome back for the folks that have joined us week after week and for those of you that are new you can jump in whenever you want this is binge worthy content um, What the Pod is a podcast where basically I meet random folks on the internet and out and about in life. I talk to them for about 15 minutes and then I invite them onto my podcast to talk about their podcast. So you're about six degrees separated so deep inside of the podcast matrix right now that this is going to blow your mind. Again, reminders for everybody please subscribe to the content on Patreon. I got some dope merch that just dropped this week. So check that out on tv But today we have on a special guest. Her name is Lori, and she is joining us from the Raw and Wild Hearts podcast. Give a virtual round of applause to Lori.
0: Hey, how are you, Lori? I'm so good. How are you? I love your energy. It just makes me feel at home. So I'm really stoked for this con- conversation.
1: Yes, yes. Thank you for joining. I like we were backstage talking and I like to just give everybody the show like they were, you know, like in front of me because I'm performing. of course. It's like with COVID, everybody's an internet person now and I have to be behind a screen microphone. So I appreciate that for you feeling yeah. my energy all the way wherever you are. Where are you?
0: I'm in Iowa.
1: Cool. <laughs> we I'm like on, Iowa.
0: I'm here temporarily building out my tiny home on wheels.
1: Okay. So you have to tell us, are we starting with the, are we starting here take us on your journey, Lori? This is your show.
0: I mean, that's the journey I'm in right now. I've been doing a full rebirth since COVID really dropped. And, uh, this is a part of my journey where I am in building mode and, um, it's probably the most intense part and probably the most like, um, growing I've had to do throughout this time, actually.
1: So you're you are you just saying building uh your tiny house or just building rebuilding your life in a sense post covid.
0: All of it? <laughs> mm-hmm. So also, good, me too. I am building my tiny house on wheels. So I'm doing a van build out, a van conversion, a cargo van and um yeah, just took I literally took Myself out of my life where I had my business of the last I don't know 12 years. I've been living in Portland for pretty much the last 20 years, and finally kind of cut that cord. I had been wanting to for a long time, and with everything that started to shift with COVID, I I saw it as an opportunity to um, kind of plant my roots in this van build and i wanted to experience the land i just got to this place where i was like wait i don't i don't feel like i even know enough history i want to i want to go out and i want to understand the history by being in the land and sensing uh, the energy of the land and that's part of kind of my mission it's called uh, I'm trying to build a wild heart revolution and uh, definitely doing that I will way.
1: join up tell me what the revolution is because I am down to join a revolution at all times mostly if it's got something to do with just like the great outdoors just like forget the power grid I'm sick of taxes burn the bras I can get behind any of these movements honestly so tell us about your revolution you got going
0: I mean my revolution I feel like I came into this human body wanting to do it. And it's about getting back to our majesty and how magical we are. Like we are amazing creatures that can do phenomenal things, but we have been programmed by a fear culture that really dims our light. And so it just, even as a kid, like the fear around me never resonated. And so I just didn't even really feel human. I felt like, what am I doing here? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel right. The energy isn't, isn't, um, Uh, balancing within me um, from what's without me. And so really I was doing um, trauma-informed body work one-on-one with people for the last 20 years. And that was fantastic. It was a phenomenal career, but I just didn't feel like it was big enough. And really the COVID drop um, kind of was like my call to action. The way that I wanted to go bigger with this destroying the fear culture, because honestly, we don't have time not to. I feel like people have these short lives and if they're living in stress and fear and competition and scarcity and lack of and, you know, even just stopping themselves from going for their dreams and living their soul's purpose and their truth because of the environment around them, we don't have time for that. And so I want to go big. I want to change the world because I want people to feel like they're in a state of joy and balance. And honestly, like I want to see uh, the distribution of wealth in this country and the world. I want to see poverty end. I want to see hunger end. We can do that, but we have to come together as a people. And I find that coming from a place of unconditional love, transcends any kind of differences in belief systems. And so if we can really get to that place of heart-centered living, we can you know, rise above the differences in our beliefs and really come together as a people and we can create miracles. Like we can change the world in an instant if we really pay attention, if, if we um, spend some time being intentional about it. Yeah,
1: and I mean, you've said so many things that I, I believe as well. Um, I want to I'm going to ask you about community. Why do you think why do you think everyone around us is so because I always I always I'm just had the same thing happen to me from COVID. So, right, I was a DJ doing weddings, hella weddings, like I was hella booked and busy. But then like everything got canceled. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is almost like a get out of jail free card to do things a little bit different. Because, you know, in the back of your mind, you always think like, man, if I could do things over, I could you know, I would do it this way. So we sold everything in our house took our puppy, put him in a pickup truck, and we moved to an apartment downtown LA. So we just been living here. And it's like, we walk to the grocery store. We go to the farmer's market every Sunday. There's a, there's a sense of community here, even though people would seem like, oh, you're just in a big city. It's like, no, like everyone here uh, pretty much is intentional about the way that they want to live their lives and the kind of joy that they want to cultivate. And that frequency feels really good for us. Mm. Versus, you know, us just trying to convince others around us in an environment that was no longer serving us, you know, that we're great and they should see us. It's like, almost like we were hiding in Indiana when we're two, st- we're superstar people. Like my wife is one of the most eccentric people I know. And everybody just loves her energy and loves all that. And I'm a performer. So it's like, we were almost It's like, once we got here, it was almost like, dang, why were we ever there? You know, because none of the things that bring us so much joy, you know, Uh, are really in those places, but a big thing about it, I feel, is community, and I feel like a lot of people feel like they have more differences, because we don't have as many community things that we do, like community community gardening, community farming, um, you know, community events, whether it's religious-based or not religious-based, but just having community events, you know, we're sitting in these houses, and we only know, maybe our neighbor to the right and to the left, and there's we've been there for 15 and 20 years. So how do you think that, you know, technology and covid and and community plays into all those things for finding our humanness again?
0: So the first thing I want to say, which is so awesome, is I have been so intentional throughout my life of like making my neighbors know me. <laughs> I remember when I moved into my place 10 years ago in Portland. You know, I was just this single, single chick, like tattooed coming in and like all these people had lived there for four years and I was like knocking on doors and basically just didn't stop until they let me into their life. And um, now, you know, it's like they're my grandparents and I miss them so much and uh, I wore them down. (laughs) So I think what we have to do is just wear people down.
1: We do have to wear people down, and I could have been—I honestly could be a culprit because we, when we moved to a house, we were just done living in an apartment downtown, and I was like, I just want space and privacy at this point. So I was yeah. kind of like, the first year we were there, I was like, fuck them, like I don't want to. No, I just I'm gonna close my door. I'm gonna just play my music as loud as I want. But then, like year two, we started to learn like who our neighbors were. Then our neighbor's son started to cut our grass, and then. People across the street moved. So we just became more in tune with our community. And then that really helped us to figure out what things we valued in our lifestyle because walking to the grocery store is a major key. Like <laughs> we were in so many food deserts in Indiana. Like you're talking about ending hunger. That's something that I would talk about all the time. We actually volunteered at a lot of food drives during COVID, where it was a drive through food drive based on that because people are in these places that are not, you know, near a grocery store and then Kroger closes. Yeah. And then the Walmart moves if you're in some of these rural places, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. Community Garden, they were really trying to in our neighborhood, like invigorate some of those things to bring it back to life. So that's awesome. Would Do you think you would have been on that journey without covid?
0: I've been trying for a couple years. I had been trying to leave and um, I'm such a traveler. I'm a huge international traveler. I'm a surfer. I love getting to know other communities like that is my joy is being in other cultures and understanding them and assimilating in them and like really supporting local culture, you know, not doing like the tourist thing, but getting to know people and um, what lights them up and how they live and how I can better support them through my travels. And I think that, you know, being single for a long time and being a traveler, I think that's why I reach out to community immediately. Because when you're a single female traveler, especially that's my number one safety is by talking to people around me. Then I feel safe because people know it's like an energetic exchange. They know I'm there. Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, the majority of people are very good in the world, um, but we have a sensationalism culture. And so we see, you know, the terror and the destruction and the people, you know, that are in a lot of pain and they're hurting and they're creating, you know, um, violence in the world because of that. And so then when we continue to see that in our airwaves and on in, through media, that gets amplified in our lives. And then we fall into that matrix of the fear culture more and more. And then when we're you know involved in such a culture where it's lack of and scarcity we have to keep driving harder and keep um moving forward with our linear path because we don't have time to explore other options. We don't have time to be fluid in our lives because we have to pay the bills, we have to get the food, you know, we have to make the appointments. And then, you know, when people have kids, oh my gosh, you know, there's so much that you have to do with kids. It's pretty overwhelming. And so to pull yourself out of the matrix without COVID, I think that that's pretty tough. You know, um, I had a great thing going. I had a wonderful practice. I had a home in the city in a fantastic neighborhood, and I got to travel the world. I got to take off whatever time I wa- wanted. And, um, but it wasn't, I just put this on my podcast today. It wasn't my zone of genius. It wasn't my soul's calling, even though I was really, really great at what I was doing. It was my zone of excellence. But I think that that shift in in the COVID mentality, even in being faced with our own own mortality, makes us kind of step back. I was thinking about this the other day, because I was thinking, the way that we're having such a beautiful evolution in um, spirituality, like people are actually seeking higher purpose and deeper spirituality than they ever have before. And I think it's because number one, the matrix shifted, you know, and, and everything kind of changed for us in an instant. And it was like, Whoa, and that gives you like an immediate aha when your life just like, mm-hmm. It really reminds us that we aren't really in control, but yet the the scarcity culture and the competition culture has made us believe that we're in control. It's even the way that we use our minds to try to control our bodies. And there's emotion in our bodies. There's, inter- there's intergenerational trauma. You know, When I'm working with trauma in the body, it's literally coming from the cells and it can come from lifetimes and it can come from our mothers and our grandmothers and so many different things different ways that it comes into our body. But yet we get nervous when we feel that, that trauma releasing in our body because our mind isn't a part of it. Our mind's not overriding it. Our mind's not controlling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm going in many different directions. In no, this. no, no.
1: We're, we're going in a good direction
0: because
1: <laughs> um, I was going to, I was going to add in there when you were talking about, you know, COVID like really jumping that off. I think it was because most, and I do think, you're right with the uh, people looking more spiritually, looking more inwardly. I think it was because people didn't have to physically go into their jobs anymore. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. think about it. These jobs are sucking these people dry. And I'm I'm saying that because I'm a, I'm a young entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. So I've always had jobs, but it's been because like, hey, I went to college for sales. I'm good at sales. Like I'll hustle, but I've always had my passion. Like my music has always been on the side. So I've had two jobs kind of thing, but I'll quit a job. I'll be like, listen, when I first got married, I was working at AT and T, and the jobs were like the job demand just was getting increasingly crazy. And my wife was like, "Hey, you're not a good version of you." I was like, "Fuck that! I quit this job, and I quit the job. Like, we'll Guess figure you. out the money. Money is always coming. It's mm-hmm. coming because of what what we're putting out, you know. But what I'm saying is, these people had to go into their jobs every single day, and you know that that just that energy. I never mm-hmm. liked offices, just because mm-hmm. the energy it's an energy like suck hole of just dreams of just despair and like everybody's so shitty. And then it's like, now that I'm, I'm sad that I didn't, I didn't believe in myself enough to continue my dreams or I feel don't, like you said, don't feel safe enough to do that. So now I'm just here. I feel stuck here. So now I'm going to bit you out in an email and per my last email and do, it's just a bunch of passive aggressiveness. And really it's just like, Hey, if you all just tore down the walls of the offices and sat in a big ass room in a circle, like this business will work a lot better, but they never see it that way. You know? So I'm just anti-offices for that reason. Really millennial of me, I know. But um, <laughs> once people didn't have to do that anymore, I think they, they, that, that frequency hold that was on them was gone. It was like, okay, I, I have a computer. I have to Zoom you, but I can turn my camera off. I ain't got to be a part of this. And then too, like I changed jobs in the middle of the pandemic. So my old job just sent me a box for my computer and my new job sent me a box for my computer. I haven't even met any of my coworkers. <laughs> like, so if there was some kind of a, a workplace, because people don't people don't think it really dawns on them. They're like, I hate my job, but I just go there for the money. I'm like, you're literally spending 50 to 60 hours there a week and you hate that place your body knows you hate that place Mm -hmm. like the cortisol all the stuff that the just the hormone dump that you feel when you're in that place isn't worth the money that they're giving you so i think once they cut that off and people were like oh i can find a job on linkedin and i'm on the internet all day i think companies also started to treat people a lot different but it's something that needed to happen in our culture because the way that our parents went to work i can't do that it's unrealistic for me I need to feel like a whole person. I need to do your work, but I need you to like, hey, invite my wife to play games and give us different things and have that, you know, unlimited PTO is awesome because then I don't feel mentally like, oh my God, if I'm struggling and having a mental health day, I can't take a day off, you know? So mm-hmm. those, I was, I'm happy that COVID kind of reset us in that way. Not, not of course, because of COVID, but I was faced with my own mortality because I got it twice. Oh, wow. Yeah. I Really? Got I got, yeah. That's when. OK, so here's what happened. Um, initially in February, I was really, really sick, but I was DJing at bars. So, of course, microphones. I was going to get COVID first anyway, before anybody knew about it. But I was looking at it since January. So I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was like that close. So I ended up getting sick in February and they gave me like Tamiflu. And like my first version was really bad because they didn't have a COVID test or anything at that point. No medicine. They was just like, hey, take some Tamiflu and nurse it that way. So um I got better from that one. That one probably took me out the game for like three weeks. Like that was really, really rough. Um, And then I was good the whole summer, everything. And then we started back in October. They started opening up a little bit and I DJed a wedding and there was like 150 people at the wedding. Like they had a band. They had a bunch of different stuff um, going on. Hold on one sec. Brody, stop. Sorry, I have a dog. Um, and He's like biting the thing. Um so yeah, I DJ I DJed the wedding and I got covid. I got covid and I then the first time I got sick I didn't give it to my wife but the second time I gave it to her. And we mm. were sitting on the couch for like a month. Mm. Like sleep. Like the the just you couldn't I've never felt like I couldn't wake up. Mm. You know, like you were just uh, like, I'm awake, but it's like, I have no will. It's like almost like you feel like your life force leaving. And then we were like, if when we make it through this, if, but when we make it through this, we're leaving. Because if I die in Indiana on a couch, knowing that I didn't (laughs) go after my dreams, I can't live with that. I can't live with that. And that was how we moved. We sold everything in our house in 30 days.
0: I mean, it's pretty amazing the things that, basically trigger like soul evolution for us and i think this was just such a worldwide trigger for so many people and um i like seeing kind of the new earth awakening that's happening i mean i believe that it has a lot to do with us shifting out of the age of pisces and into the age of aquarius as well like there's a lot of themes that you can actually see moving along with covid and uh how the community has responded to it but Dang, I wish that we would have talked to each other because I have a full episode about it's called empower your health, empower your health during uh, coronavirus and always. And it basically tells everyone exactly what you need to take in order to hopefully stave off covid or if you get it to nip it in the bud very, very quickly, because When you get into the holistic health community, which is really like the functional medicine community, that's all about being able to fight off viruses like we are supposed to be able to. But we've created an environment that's really hard to do that because of the pollution and the toxins and the decrease in nutrients in our food. We're not getting the same vitamins that we normally would. So we're deficient in our bodies And unfortunately, there just wasn't any talk about that. Like the only talk was like masks and a vaccine. And it's like, wait a second, we're really magical humans. And, you know, we need to look at our antibiotic usage. We need to look at the things that we're doing that's creating bigger and bigger viruses and super bugs. But, you know, I I told so many people, just listen to my podcast. Like I have a wonderful um, podcast. he's not a naturopathic doctor, but he's a Eastern medicine doctor on there. And he's so charismatic and so awesome. And he basically is like, He's the best of both worlds of like total science nerd and complete like Zen Buddhist that I just felt like it was really accessible for people. So I was always just like, why haven't you listened? Just listen to it and like empower your health instead of like dropping into the fear and, you know, being so worked up about masks and things like that. I'm not trying to get into the mask debate at all, but I'm saying, why wasn't the topic of conversation about how we improve our health from the inside out so that we can fight off viruses because viruses have been since the dawn of time and um, we Amen. should be with them. The,
1: the doctor didn't even give us anything. They were just like, ah, oh, they sent us an email was like, you got, you tested positive for COVID. And then they send us a text message like, Hey, if you need somebody to deliver some groceries, you can go to this website and register. And that's it. That's it. They're like, good luck that's it and then like they were supposed to be like these tracers that called us to they'd ask questions never happened they called us when we were in in by the time we moved here so we're talking about like four months later they called us like hey we're just checking in to see how your covid's doing did you recover did you make it It's like, <laughs> sorry dude
0: how's your covid <laughs> how's your covid
1: and i'm like if i had if i needed you It'd be over. But honestly, Elderberry, I talk to a lot of uh, different friends who are in the holistic health and Reiki and a lot of different things. And it sounds so weird. I hate talking about it now because people are like, oh, you're one of those universe frequency people. And it's like, yes, yes, I am. Because here's the thing. I'm stupid enough to believe that, like you said, everybody, most of the people in the world are decent human beings. Mm -hmm. And I trust that they're not going to screw me over because I want to have some kind of human interaction with them. Like, I talk to homeless people. I talk to drug-addicted people. I talk to all kind of people on the streets. Most of the time, I'm just striking up conversation with them because that's what this is about. Like, how do you get up every day and don't want to have that kind of energy, you know, exchange? But also, like you said, I do believe that we're we're more than powerful and people kind of hide behind religion because there's no accountability there. To be honest, and once I started like reading books, that was just talking about like, hey, you create the environment in your head, which then creates your reality. So your life sucks because you have sucky thoughts and you just need to retrain your mind to like not suck. And you're (laughs) right. It's fear culture. And I'm not I always tell people I'm not afraid of anything. But I had the Weather Channel app on my phone in Indiana and I almost had a nervous breakdown. Just because I was obsessed I kept little looking weather? at the fucking Doppler. Yes, every, in, in Indiana, a weather catastrophe can happen at any moment. It could rain. Oh. It could be a tornado. It could be a heat wave. It could flash flood. Any of these things could happen. And I had all these notifications on my phone, and it was like, shh, it would be like a little rain sound. And I'm like, shit, it's about to rain. So it's like, now I'm pissed that it's raining. <laughs> it's, it's, you have to uncondition yourself. And it's really, I had to just move to California with people who just live a different pace of life. Mm-hmm. Like they said, we off at one o'clock. Everybody's off at one o'clock. We're mm-hmm. at the beach. We got to sit in traffic. So we ain't really, you know, nobody's hitting you up for time. And, you know, it's just, if life feels a lot lighter here and I want to empower people to feel that same way about wherever they choose to live. But mm-hmm. that I feel like people just live in places that don't serve them because their families have been there. And I'm like, I can't go back.
0: Well right and I think you know it's really easy to get caught up in that matrix you know it's it's hard to pull out of it and this mm-hmm. was a huge kind of reckoning for that which was pretty fantastic but it came with a lot of you know pain and destruction as well but if we really start to look at the overall picture you know it is pushing us more into local communities On the other side of that, a lot of small businesses have suffered because, you know, there's been lockdowns for small businesses, but yet big businesses are continuing to thrive. So, but I think that there's an awareness that, and I feel like this is moving into the age of Aquarius, where we are... Rising up in a sovereignty that we haven't before because we were just kind of moving along with status quo. We were having to, you know, stay in the grind and make things happen. And when you feel like there's lack in the world, when you feel like there's not enough resources and not enough abundance, it's really hard to get out of that place like you just keep grinding. And, um, I definitely feel like I was in that. I feel like I, I've always done a, you know, I've been in holistic healthcare. And so my main focus has been about filling my cup up and being, you know, getting the body work and doing all of the higher consciousness practices, because that's basically been my career, my entire Mm -hmm. adult life but um when you fill that cup up and this when you're faced with your mortality you realize how important that is you realize how important family is you realize how important those you know community connections are and i think we're even realizing how important it is you know to find people in the community to lift up to become decision makers and how important it is to you know have experiences of all walks of life being um being um represented and um yeah there's i mean there's just so much i mean i was thinking about it the other day i was thinking about like okay covid you know what i mean and all of the things that have been transpiring and of course there's you know pros and cons light and dark like it's in our shadow and like the deepest wells of like the painful moments that we get the most growth and i feel like that's our soul growth with these big energies that are happening right now where so many of us are coming online to exactly the purpose that we came in to do in these human bodies. Like we all, every single person here is here for a reason. And I think it's really easy to forget about that when we get pretty like wrapped up in our own lives and, you know, just trying to take care of ourselves. But when we can open up to more local community and realize like people have their basic needs met they're able to you know thrive and they're able to express themselves in a different way and when we have a more positive environment around us i mean there was a scientific um, experiment on rats. I don't remember what it was called, but you know, the rats in the happy environment didn't touch the cocaine water. The rats in (laughs) unhappy environment drank the shit out of the cocaine water. I mean, look at that. So when we have, and if we start to look at addiction, which has been huge in our culture, what's, you know, what's, what's, what might be part of it? Like an environment that's very unhappy around us. And if, you know, with my wild heart revolution, if I can even change a little tiny fraction of that, you know, if I can help people elevate into their ascension process and find, you know, their divinity and basically the God within themselves, the source energy within themselves, our cells vibrate to nature. Like we are all interconnected. And so if we are nature, then why are we masking that health and that vibrancy with, you know, uh, conventional ways of of dealing with medicine when nature can be you know the herbs and nature can be something that boosts our our immunity and boosts a way for us to um, tackle viruses.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so now we're going into you say age of Aquarius, which got me started. So it sounds like you know a little bit about this here.
0: I know a little. So bit. I am
1: I am a Libra, Libra, Libra.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, so t- Libra. Tell me what that means. I feel like I'm balance special. How much are
0: you looking for in your life?
1: So much, everything. Checks balances, <laughs> it all has to make sense.
0: Please help me. I
1: am in too deep.
0: Seriously. Oh my god.
1: I, I think it I think it gives me a lot of good things. I'm super emotional. I am mm-hmm. super super emotional, but I'm also very very practical and logical.
0: Mhm. Interesting. What's your what's your wife's three?
1: So, babe, what's yours? She's an Aquarius. By nature, just first one. What's your on three in your co-star? Aquarius, Leo, Sagittarius.
0: Whoa! <laughs> oh my gosh, she what does that mean? is like fiery strong. She's fiery strong. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, her attitude is treacherous. Are you talking about just like <laughs> spirit? Just- oh yeah,
0: she's very, she's very spirited. Like Aquarius, Leo, and Sagittarius. Like those are some of the most independent signs in the zodiac. Oh, yeah. I wow. always say
1: that you can't capture her, you experience her. Mm. And that's what because it's like she's she's married to me, but I have to let her do her thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm.
1: Let me see. She's showing yeah, me her. Yeah. Okay, no way. It's Aquarius, then Sagittarius, then Leo. Up. Ascendant. I
0: mean, it, it's still all of us. Either way. She said you're
1: fiery. you fiery. <laughs> but yeah, no, I have to let her be herself. And if at any moment this like our relationship feels too relationshipy she immediately freaks. Mm. She's like, Oh, I need some independence. I need some like free time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like for her birthday this year, I asked her what she wanted and she wanted a hotel room by herself. Ooh. I, booked yeah, it. I feel that. <laughs> <feel
0: it>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So tell me about Libra. What am, what am I, what am I, what's happening? Well, with
0: it's you? so interesting because, um, I have a lot of fire in my chart as well. I'm Aries, Aries Gemini. Um, so oh. I would say that she's even more like spirited than me, which is pretty incredible. And my ex was a Libra. And I feel like that's the only like relationship that I could actually even settle into for a little while because Mm -hmm. he was so um, he didn't like push up against my fire. He just like let me be fiery and didn't take it on. And I think, you know, with all that independence, when people take it on or they take offense to that, that fiery spirit, that's where, you know, heads start budding and it becomes really, um, the frequency just really shifts in the relationship. So I can see why the two of you are like enmeshed together with all of that Libra in your chart. That's pretty incredible. And she's feeling like that age of Aquarius, like coming up, coming up in her because it's all about freedom and sovereignty. But it's about this is the beautiful thing about age of Aquarius. Um, And it's really, you know, we're just starting to move into it. Um, But I'm definitely like noticing the effects hardcore. And it's about everyone coming into like this sovereignty that we haven't before because we kind of were just on this like linear path like this is what you do and maybe you devi- deviate a little bit but you just keep going you keep making the money you keep like you keep grinding right but now we're like oh wait a second like if i i, I there's divine timing there's like trust in the universe and as we're like basically getting back to like source energy within ourselves and opening up that like majesty within ourselves, we realize that like we are not in control. Like the universe like lays things out for us. And when we can be more fluid and adaptable, which is something that COVID created in an instant, Mm -hmm. some people maybe resisted it. Maybe they went deeper into the matrix. And I think that was probably pretty painful for them, but the people that, that really just kind of dropped in and was like, Oh, okay, well, I either adapt or I increase my stress. Right. Yeah. And so um, when we have that adaptability and that, that fluidity, it becomes like there's choices everywhere and there's, there's opportunities everywhere. And before I think we were missing them because we were so linearly focused that we didn't have an energy flow And this. We can look at this with money mindsets as well. And like bringing in the abundance of, of, money or wealth or however you want to look at it when we only expect it to come from one source, then it's only going to come from that source because that's how powerful we are. But when we start to open up that flow and that energy exchange, like money is an energy exchange between people and we start to like change our mindset around it, then it has different ways of coming in and different avenues of reaching us. And this is what I feel like is really coming online with the age of Aquarius as we're like finding this deep sovereignty within ourselves. And I feel like that was like, The first year of covid right and now we're in 2021 and the shift i'm seeing and feeling now is how do we take that sovereignty you know how do we take like everything that we learned when we stepped out of the matrix when we were kind of forced out of the matrix and how do we apply that to the community now Instead of just like going along with how it's always been, right, or looking for empowerment outside of ourselves, we're looking at the empowerment within. And how can we bring that out to the community? How can we actually start to change things for the community by being stronger in our own light, in our own source energy, and being really, um, I want to say sovereign again, but really solid in that. And when we come from that place of like, a good balance of the divine feminine and the sacred masculine within us, because we've been in a wounded masculine culture for a very long time. But now as we're getting back to like the (laughs) like the amazingness of, of women and the power of women and the intuition of women, that's always been kind of feared out of us. Where you know any gender, it, however you identify, when you bring those two into balance within yourselves, you can actually supersede like the matrix of of um, different beliefs and and how we're in that fear culture. And you can come from a genuine place of love and a heart centered space in the way that you live with all people because you realize all people are here for a purpose. All people are love. Like we come in in love, and then that gets like programmed
1: out of us yeah yeah every everything you're saying is so good so good it's just
0: <laughs> reminding me of like every
1: see I read I read a bunch of books so we did a 75 hard challenge <laughs> but we were reading books like one book a week um because I got my library card over COVID too so we were like doing ebooks and we were like reading books but this book Frequency by Penny Pierce was a good one Ooh. and then the Secret Messages of Water that was another mm-hmm. one mm-hmm That was a good one. Um, Right now I'm getting more into like, I'm trying to find, I feel like the, like the wolf is speaking to me. Like Mm. it's my totem or it's my, it's Mm -hmm. definitely something is, it keeps coming to me. And it was, it's so funny. I was just talking to my wife. Like when I was a kid, we had French classes and I was in like a really nerdy, small private school. So like there was like five kids, but our French teacher made us pick an animal when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And we had to like rock with that all during elementary school because we were doing taking French lessons. But he would use animals as like, you know, different scenarios or whatever. So I was the wolf my whole elementary school. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Lou, and that just came back to me when I, the other day I was thinking, I was like, damn, I picked wolf when I was a kid. Why mm. did I pick that? And there's, I've been reading so much about and it's Something told me to bring this up to you. So I feel mm-hmm. like you have something to give me on that.
0: What's what's that? Well, I mean, it's one of your guides. That's the thing. You know, when something just comes to us, that's our innate intuitive wisdom. Like we actually have, we're born, we're, we come in with innate medical wisdom. And when we give all of our power away to an institution, whether it's educational or medical or financial, you know, that starts to go offline and it gets dimmed throughout our lives. And now as these energies are really shifting and basically like, the, the portals are becoming bigger. Like the veil is thinner. Like we are so much more um, in tuned with our innate nature at this point with the evolution that has happened in the last couple years, that signs are everywhere. Answers are everywhere. And this really like I, I am a testament to this. I've always been claircognizant throughout my life. That's why I became a trauma-informed body worker. Like I've always had messages that come through my body, but now my clairvoyance is coming online. My intuitive hits are coming online and they never fail me at this point. And I've tested it. Cause I'm like, how is this even like, is this true? Because we don't believe it because it's been taught out of us. Right. Yeah. And so when, especially as a kid, Ah, oh, like that is some of the most pure, beautiful, like wisdom that just pops out. And then we'll usually tell them, oh, no, that's imagination or that's imaginary. And we shut it down. And so then mm-hmm. we don't trust ourselves more and more throughout our lives. So, you know, as a kid, like you knew that that was a guide for you. Like the, you know, wolf magic is something that resonates with your soul like if I were you, I would do more with it. I would understand more of, I mean, wolf pack It came mentality. to me, I've been Maybe meditating
1: that. more. And I think I'm, I think I'm, that's my kind of woman. I watched Wonder Woman and people think it's dumb, but I like this. Like we have dogs, as you can see my huge wolf dog, like looking behind me there. <laughs> but like that almost primal. Just like kind of way of nurturing really resonates and speaks to me. Like Mm -hmm. if I could live with those women of Wonder Woman, like Wonder Woman, I forget Fire Island or something. I forget what the name of the island anyway. But if I could live in in a kind of society that was like that, that is Mm -hmm. just this rough and rugged kind of woman that's both balanced. That's like really, really like tough, but also like super emotional and can care and can do all of these things. That would be me.
0: That would be me. That's the perfect balance of masculine and feminine energies, right there. You know, and so like really looking at the wolf pack, the dog pack, you know what happens within that is probably something that is very deep within your soul, and maybe has come in with you from lifetimes. You know, you're coming in with this gift and ability to be in a pack and to nurture a pack and to you know, how, whatever else happens within that might be something that's calling to you in your life.
1: Yeah. Cause I I think it's more of like family because Mm -hmm. I, I I wasn't like super connected with family, Mm -hmm. um, like moving into college. And then once I left when I was 17, like I just never, I never went back. So I'm super cool to like go to another city. Like people are like, you just moved to LA. Where are you going to live? And I'm like, Oh, we don't have an apartment yet. We'll figure it out. I'm gonna stay with a friend. Like we good. And they were like, how do you just trust that everything is working for my good very easily. Like usually the things that you pick are so much whacker than what you actually get. <laughs> like, you know, some people are like hard pressed. Like I have to have it this way. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. we kind of kept our options open. Cause you know, my wife, free spirit, she's not going to plan it
0: mm-hmm. period.
1: She's late. You know, she's not going to like, she's not even cognizant of time anymore. <laughs> I just have to let it go. <laughs> like I'm not even mad at her. The other day we were um, about to go to six flags and, She's just up on the roof drinking wine at brunch. I'm like, we got to leave in like 30 minutes. She's like, I'm going to take a shower. It's going to be all good. And I'm like, LA traffic to Six Flags. And really, you want to do this? And she did. And it all worked out. You know, like, I I love that about her. I need more of that because you know how you can see how a Libra would be like the spread. She says seven o'clock, though. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like,
0: <laughs> well, that's such, it's such a beautiful way to live. And that's what we, you know, have forgotten. That's actually like innately the way that we're supposed to live. Like even when women used to get their cycles when they were in communities, they would be in the red tent for up to five days. You know, we're not supposed to be exerting ourselves and, you know, working our butts off during that time because we're literally losing blood and iron, <laughs> you know. And so like it's just giant. Yeah. Yeah. And, And that's the wounded masculine culture that really started thriving. And we all kind of had to like, match it, instead of being like, wait a second, this feels, this feels wrong. It doesn't feel good. And even though it didn't feel good, we just kept going. And so I think with the adaptability and fluidity that has has come online in an instant, that just like, transports us back to the innate way that we were supposed to come in in community and like help each other out and have those rests and those breaks and understanding like how that fills us up and when we come from a place of balance and alignment in our lives we attract more we magnetize more i mean that is the full like beauty of the law of attraction that we've been missing out on because that energy frequency emanates out into the world and it changes the environment of the world. It can shift people. Like I've been talking to so many people right now. This is a huge passion of mine. And, you know, we have fears for other people, like people in our family or our partners or spouses or kids or whatever. And we always worry like, oh, what if this happens? What if this happens? If they tell us, oh, I'm moving to L.A., I don't have a place to live. And people are like, what are you doing? Like, what if this happens? <laughs> what if you get murdered on the street? You know, what if this? That's what
1: exactly what happened. So,
0: yeah. So they're throwing all of their fear at you. We absorb that. And it makes it exponentially harder to fulfill our dreams and to live at our dreams because now we're having to wade through this deep, like murky energy that's been, you know, accumulating in our field. Now, imagine this. Now, just imagine it. Um, when you told people that, um, imagine instead of their typical reaction of like, what if all these things happen to you? They just gave you love. And they were like, wow, that's incredible. And they literally like imagined you in a healing bubble of light. And they like wished the best for you. Even if they had fears, they didn't emanate that energy toward you. And they literally emanated like deep like healing light from their heart center encasing you as you make your trip. Can you imagine even how much better and like higher frequency you would have been in? Because that's yeah. how powerful we are. That's the power of prayer. It's the power of faith. But we forget that like one small thing can shift an entire energy field for someone.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, I usually don't tell people uh, about things just because I don't really care What anybody has and people always are like When I say that they're like uh. but I don't think You should care what anybody thinks not me Not my mom not my wife Like you have to live your life with you because You only could see some stuff it's some stuff that i will be Like oh this is lit and nobody believes me And then I make it come to life and they like This was tight you know what I mean so if I Had to listen to them you know I just think we like you said that That internal light and that home frequency We get away from because it's just muddy with television, which is killing our brains. Mm-hmm. And this is only because I'm an audiophile and I speak out against television all the time, except yeah. for divorce court because I watch a lot of that. It's just, oh it's
0: for me. Know. That's That seems divorce. like a pretty intense frequency coming out of divorce
1: court. <laughs> uh, uh, it lets you know how low you don't need to go, girl. It tells uh. you how low you don't need to go. But, you know, sometimes you have those one or two shows that you can pick, but too i think that people forget that this media that we have is really advanced so we're doing all this simulation with our minds and everything and then we go to sleep my dreams are off the chain my mm-hmm. your mind don't know if that's real or fake and now i've just introduced a new anxiety point for myself because mm-hmm. i feel like i'm a fall out of a helicopter because i was playing video game and i shot down a helicopter in the game and now like you know i'm having dreams based on that so that's why i don't watch the news we never right. watched during COVID just yeah. because that energy you can feel, you feel heavy when you mm-hmm. watch it, when it's on, like CNN, yeah. everything is breaking news. I'm yeah. like, how do people stop watching this for five minutes? Everything is flashing on the screen. It's scrolling. It's like, now yeah. this, now this. So yeah, getting out of that matrix is so, so, so important. I have a question for you though, cause we're getting, we're getting close to the hour. but okay. favorite podcast episode so far since your, your podcast episode. Tell us about it. I have two. So I have to pick one okay. right now. Nah, you can do two. I- I'll give you that. Let's be fluid.
0: Okay. So my first one is um, my, f- it was my second van life um, show in that series. And uh, it was called all roads lead back to me with Candace love. And she is this, amazing light in the world like I feel so blessed to have come across her and exchanged energy with her and that episode just I probably listened to it like 11 times like no joke she it. yeah the energy that we brought in like the spirits that we brought in and we had never I didn't even do a pre-chat with her and we just like started vibing and we were so in that frequency and that that higher dimensional shift in place that I don't know. I just it is really special to me. Uh, my daughter was stillborn, gosh, 14 years ago, something like that, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. And she came in when I surprised Candace by asking her to sing a song because I knew that she had like an off the hook voice. And she sang it and my daughter came in and her cousin had just passed at the beginning of COVID and he came in and it was just like, I mean, if you really want to get into like the spiritual heart of things that just went, drove right into it. And it was just really beautiful. And she, so I always have the same question at the end of my podcast and it's who would your dream guest be and why? Because I feel like it just really helps us to like find more beautiful people in the world. Like who do you think is a shining light, you know, living in their raw and wild heart or who who was, you know, that might not be in their human form anymore. And so I really like that question. And the first van life series, she was my dream guest and she said yes. So it was a really beautiful one. And then my second favorite is one that I did recently while I've, so this is my hometown that I grew up in very rural Iowa. Um, (laughs) very small town that I, that I grew up in. I, I really love actually the beautiful, like, I don't know, the, the coming together of my lives of like being in the country, but being a city girl, like, I feel like I just am this expression of all of the beauty of life because of the different places that I've lived. Um, but I met up with some friends. Um, I had come home for a brief stint, like 15 years ago, when I married uh, my ex, and you know we had gotten pregnant with my daughter. And um, they were just so pivotal to me being able to live here because they were in the same frequency as me. They're like really changing the community here, growing food for the community, you know, offering CSAs, doing like one of them is a high school teacher and he's just so eccentric and awesome and showing kids like how awesome it is to be unique. And uh, she works in healthcare. So she's really bringing like this light and like, natural way of being vibrant into the healthcare system. And so I was just like, Hey, do you guys want to do a podcast? And they were like, yeah. And we had a blast because they bring out my funny because I, I have such history with them. And, you mm-hmm. know, if you're, Even if you're a funny person, when you're first meeting somebody, sometimes it doesn't come out. Like, even if you're, you know, trying to bring it out, the energy just isn't there. And so it was just a really fun conversation. I feel like we were able to dive into some sensitive topics like religion, because we, I went to a Catholic school growing up and they're still in a religion, you know, and I'm not anymore. Like, I'm very spiritually based um, in my own (laughs) religion and my own source energy. But um, we were able to kind of, broach those subjects in such a playful and beautiful way. Um, I feel like that was, it's called acupuncture points of America. And it was Mm -hmm. talking about like bringing this frequency and this energy to all the different places in America, not just putting them in small hubs in different cities, you know? And so I really like that one too.
1: That's dope. That's dope. So we got to listen for those two podcasts before we leave, tell us where we can find you on social media and audio.
0: Yeah, so I'm pretty much the raw and wild hearts everywhere. You know, Instagram, I try to do a shit ton of inspiration there. That's kind of like, (laughs) that's where I spend a lot of my time. And I'm doing lots of van build stuff right now, because that's what I'm really in the heart of. Um, I did just get on TikTok to show the van build videos. uh, And, you know, it takes a lot of time to do all that stuff. So It's hard to go across every platform. Facebook, I don't feel like there's a lot of energy there right now, maybe eventually. (laughs) Um, and there's
1: stagnant energy in Facebook,
0: yeah, that's um, where all the the groups because of like the van life groups and things like that, you can get a lot of information. But for really putting out inspirational content, I feel like Instagram it just has a good vibration for me. I don't feel like there's really Trolls there. There's not people cyberbullying, you know. Like Twitter, I just see so much cyberbullying. I couldn't do it. I was like, oh, it just, this it doesn't. It's not my. Free yeah, free. I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. Um, but then there's my website. You know, I'm gonna be more active in my blog once I get out on the road, and that's the wildhearts.com. So pretty much just get on the raw and wild hearts, and you'll find me everywhere.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Lori, for joining us. It's been awesome, and you are my um, dream guest host, like you're you have been awesome. Like oh, you made my thank spirit you so come Yes, it's been a good day, man. It's been, a it's good, been good, all been around. Been fun. Yes, yes. So thanks for joining, and um, thank you guys for listening to what the pod episode seven. Again, like, subscribe, share, hit the bell. Whatever you're watching this on, just continue to watch me on that. My name is DJ Treese Treese, and this has been what the pod.